Still, finally, there we go. Yeah. Oh my goodness, this thing, this thing's stupid. I, I sometimes <laughs> anchor's great, but sometimes I hate anchor. Um, but uh, welcome to the show. Uh, before we get before we get started this evening on our topics, um, I would like to just uh, say that Thad was supposed to be here tonight. Unfortunately, Thad uh, was unable to get the app to work. He got on his iPad and he tried to, you know, join the call, but it just wouldn't let him. And then he got on his, he tried to get on his Android tablet and once again, it would not let him. And then he tried to download it on his phone. And every time he tried to open it on his phone, it would, the app would crash. So unfortunately we had to reschedule that for a later date, but I wasn't going to let you guys down. I promised you two episodes this week. So. I went out and I asked, and I got my good friend Rabbit on here, who is a very viable replacement. Thank you for having me. Anytime, anytime. You know, a little precursor to what's to come for you on this podcast. As we all know, the Kyle Sycamore, Kirk Matthews final chapter episode is coming up in September. So, you know, a little precursor. Get you on the podcast, introduce you to the crowd, introduce you to the audience. Um, But tonight, Tonight it's a much different subject. Tonight we're going to talk about it's with it involves BOTB. Yeah. But the first thing we're going to talk about is the show that just happened, and it would be Correct. luck of the draw. Oh boy! And uh, I said very point blank in the comment section after part four hit and came out. Uh, I said point blank that I was disappointed in the show. Because I said last night, I, I, was dis- I was disappointed, not because of the match quality. No, that, that's not the reason. Because the match quality itself, uh, BOTB is always on point with match quality. There isn't anything about the match quality that I can complain about. What I have a gripe with is some of the booking decisions and some of the, and some of the randomized matches that we got. Because I, one thing I got to say is I think the randomizer screwed him. I've heard that from you a couple times in the past couple weeks. So, yes, I mean, but now, now I'm putting it out there. Correct, yeah. But uh, I want you to play in this one. I want you to play. I'm going to be devil's advocate. I'm going to, you know, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go out and 
give you my gripes. I okay. Want you, I want you to say what could come out of it. You know, what are the what are the pros? I'll give the cons. You know. So okay. first things. I think first, I'm down. I think I can do it. And on the exclusive show, you had the interview with Kaz Heyman setting up. You know, just kind of setting up what the main event could possibly be, and. Luke Crusher shows up, of course. I don't know <laughs> where show, this is going. Show. I don't know where this is going. I can tell you right now, uh, my first choice, Paul Heyman, man, would Crusher. Just, just, I just don't think they would mesh. I, I just business business inquisitions fine, but uh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> you had to say I... with all the women. Yeah, I think that was a sign of – I took it as these are the women who are confirmed to not answer Shauna Barley's open challenge and later in the night. I can already tell tonight's going to be an adventure. I, I was really wondering what happened. I was wondering if it was me, if it was you. Yeah. Well, well, it's definitely on my end. Like I said, it's storming where I'm at. So. Oh, okay. I don't think we've had a storm today. I thought there was going to storm. But... Well, it's what uh, I think. I think that uh, some of that storm from down in Florida is starting to work its way up. So, okay. But uh, you were saying, uh, with the women's segment, it was who was it? It was Ashley Mercer, Katie Osborne, and somebody else. I Danielle, can't Danielle Roberts was there. Okay, so when I first read the exclusive. In my head, I was like, all right, these are three women. Besides Katie Osborne, because Project had a promo for the Women's Open Challenge. Well, even still, these were three women you thought weren't going to answer the challenge. Yes, correct. Which was, I'm not going to say disappointing, because the Women's Open Challenge debatably had the best promos. And they also, she, uh, Pear also got the most, I think, as far as I know. as between him and the Luck of the Draw match. I'm going to be quite honest with you right now. The hottest division in BOTB, I say hottest, but uh, it's not a sexist thing or anything. Uh, but the hottest division uh, in BOTB right now is probably the women's division. I can agree with that. Got to give it props. Uh, they've done a great job with it. And uh, that Evo title is like the hottest thing, of like the hottest rivalry in the company. But the yeah. women's belt is like the women's division is the best division. I think the best all around division that there is. I can agree. I think that's a lot of hungry. Well, of course, women's characters, people behind the women's characters, you know, they work hard. They want to succeed and they want to, they want to compete. Well, they're going, they're going the extra mile. You know, they are these people, because I would say a good 95% majority are men. Correct, uh, yes. Trying to be women. And that's very difficult. Yeah. I, yeah, that is very true. It's difficult to get into the mindset of a woman, as every single human being on earth knows. Men and women. It's very, it's very hard to think like the opposite sex. Um, it, it, it is. But, uh, you know, that segment happens, and it's just a fun little segment. You know, like nice yes. little back and forth. Yeah. And then you got was the announcement. It... Go ahead. Of legacy wing, wasn't this, it? This is the the best thing BOTB's done in their three year st- stretch, or I guess I guess it would be just over two years of shows, but 
there were some events that were held in between. There were months where they didn't have programs. Um, but still, I think this, of the two years or more that BOTB's been around, I'm excited for this legacy one. Yeah. I, I, it's their Hall of Fame, more or less, isn't it? Or yes. Is that... It, yes, it basically, okay. it's the Hall of Fame. They just call it the Legacy Wing. But if any if any company's close gonna, thing you can get, if any company's going to do one, it should be, be BOTB. You know, honor, I agree. Honor the class of guys that have let you know Arch. Arch has got to be first ballot, of course. Untitled's going in. I don't think. Yes, he is. Question about that. Um, who else could go? Chris. Uh, Chris will probably Chris go. Chris will in. get in. He should get in based on merit outside of within BOTB. Uh, I think I think they might only do like a three team announcement. Uh, yeah, I, it'd be those three, I think. I mean, the flock might get in, probably not. <laughs> 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 I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just a little, former uh, tag champs. We're former tag champs. Plus, of course, Draven could get inducted. You never know. He's retired. You never know. So you never yeah. Know, so. Isaiah Orton, you know, he's still competing. He's still active. He's still doing his yeah. thing. You know, it's okay, though. Uh, but that legacy wing, I am excited for that. Um, I am. One of the few things on this show that I was not livid with uh, <laughs> was that uh, was the legacy wing announcement. Uh, I, I kind of get hung up on uh, some decisions that are highly questionable, but the legacy yeah. wing I really enjoy. Um, and I can't wait to see who goes in. I think that'll be the most interesting thing. You know, we can predict all we want they might throw something out of left field you know you never you, you know you never know and i think you know botb as a whole prince nick and d uh d i don't know if d, d's not on the team anymore really. cause uh, is involved in cause, some is, cause is helping a bit but you know nick and prince specifically yes they are uh they know who they want to put in uh, they they've run they've run this league for almost three years of course. They they know what they want to do and they know who they need to put in. It's it's point blank. So whatever happens, happens. And I can't wait yeah. to see what happens. Uh, but moving on from that, we get the first mistake of the evening. Oof. I think I already going with this. <laughs> the Turkey versus the World Open Challenge. And yep. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not I'm not angry about the uh, I'm not angry about the match itself again. And I'm not angry with who accepted the challenge. No, I'm, no, no. What I'm angry with is the finish. Because, you see, Kirk Matthews is, is on a redemption tour. You want him to hit rock bottom. Yeah. Truly, if you if you were torn, I'll say this, and I'll say this honestly. And, I, you know, we are, we are talking about your character, Rabbit, and I'm going to say this honestly, okay? Yep. If you wanted Kirk to hit rock bottom, you should have just had him tap. Because what's what's the one thing Kirk Matthews prides himself in? Never, Kirk, never. Kirk Matthews doesn't tap. He never gives up. Well, he doesn't give up. Yeah. Of course, there's been some. There's been some. Uh, there have been some moments where some, I tap. Some moments where you've had to. You've been forced to. Yeah. But very rarely does it happen. And if you wanted to hit rock bottom, you have him tap to this freaking knee bar on the exclusive show. To but, a, a guy who is right now at the bottom of the card. Course. No, no offense to Luke Crusher. No offense to him. I think he's doing great with the exclusive doing, king. It's fantastic. But it is. But he's a bottom of the card guy because he's that's what the exclusive show's for. 
It's yes. for guys to hone their skills. It's the guys it's, that aren't at the top right now, but they still want to use them. I said this in my luck of the draw promo. It's a proving ground. It is. It is. It is. Luke's doing a great job with it. He is. Gonna, and he, take, not, he takes pride it. in it. Which, he does, which is very nice. That is very there, nice. There's some people that would – Excuse my angry. dogs. The dogs are dogs. You know, my mom and my brother are on here like 50 times. So, uh, <laughs> yes. But, you know, there's the, there's the moment where he could have done one of two things. He could have thrown a fit. Yeah. Like the other member of this situation. Or he takes it in stride and makes it his own thing. Yeah. And that's exactly what he's done. All respect in the world to him. My gripe is the finish. Correct. I'm not happy that, he, first of all, he had a visible win over Kirk Matthews. I don't think there's any gripe about that. He had Kirk in the center of the ring, and if it, were, if it was just two more, maybe, maybe a few more seconds, Kirk probably would have tapped. It was, it was a visible, it was, it was a visible, you know, without a doubt, Luke Crusher probably had it. True. And then out comes Ibrahim Salam. Which is to get revenge on Luke. It's to get Crusher. revenge on Luke Crusher. Yes. But he couldn't have waited until after the match. Okay, this one was on me. Seventh but... time's the charm. Sister <laughs> si- Sister came in. Okay. okay. She was talking about the cookie. She was talking about her cookies, and I was just like, yeah, I ate them, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay though. It's okay. Back on track. Back on track. Yeah, yeah. Um, he could have waited very easily. First of all, I think a win over Kirk Matthews. It doesn't matter what people think of Kirk Matthews because I know there are people out there that don't necessarily like Kirk Matthews. That's okay. Uh, but a win over Kirk Matthews would have been a catapult for Luke Crusher. And True. in a way, it still was because he had a visible win. Correct. But the fact that the match ended in such controversy, all because Ibrahim Salam couldn't wait like three seconds, yeah, to come out and attack Luke Crusher. It's just, just plain stupid. And you had the baby face attack the heel. It's true. It's just, I, I just don't understand that. And um. Well, they ruled it a no contest, but in any other league, I would have gotten Kirky, not me. Kirk would have gotten disqualified. Yeah. So, I think, of course, that was a way. And I hate I cut you off. I apologize. It's okay. Uh, that was a way of setting up their next show where Kirky's wrestling both of them. So and granted. To a certain extent, I understand that you got to set it up somehow. Yeah. But uh, you got to find another way to do that. I'm sorry. You know, you the way this is the way I would have done it. Mm-hmm. Crusher beats Salam. Then Crusher beats Matthews. Both Can't both men have a gripe. Yes. They both want to rematch with Crusher. They both feel that if they get another shot at Crusher, then they can beat him. So they go to Dominic Accardo. And Dominic Accardo has a bright idea. 
Like, you want Luke Crusher? You want Luke Crusher? Luke Crusher's beating you both. Here's what we're going to do. Ibrahim Salam versus Kirk Matthew. And, you know, the winner gets the challenge, the exclusive, the exclusive king, you know? So you do yes. Ibrahim Salam. Uh, you do Ibrahim Salam and Kirk Matthews at the next show. Kirk Matthews and Ibrahim Salam go at it, and then Luke Crusher attacks them both. And that match ends in a no contest. You wait a month. That ends in a no contest. And then Dominic and Carlos like, you didn't want to face either of them, so instead of facing one, you're getting both. Triple threat. And Crusher being the heel is throwing a fit because he can't believe that he can't believe he thought he was a genius. As every heel always thinks, he thought he was yes. a genius. But Crusher instead has to deal with both men instead of just facing one. All you would have had to do is add two more months of storyline to it. Which adds to, which I'm not going to spoil anything. It adds to the story. It, it adds to the story you're trying to tell. Yes. But maybe this is just a way of having Kirk move on because of course you and I talked about it being progression. Kirk starts at the exclusive show, opens the next show, second match the next it's a, month. It's, a, it's a natural progression. It's a slow yes. burn until he hits that main event level. And that's how it should be. Slowly yes. starts to build his confidence back. Slowly starts to get his way back. Uh, because Kirk, even outside of BOTB, and this is where I wish leagues would use other leagues continuity as their own. Yes. Just had his biggest and best move kicked out of. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, it, I'm not happy about that either. But we'll, I'll live with that. Um, yeah. Well, I have to, I'm forced to live with it. I have to. It is what it is. And we fixed it. So it's okay. It's okay. Um, but I, uh, I just think, you know, you throw it, you throw in the little quip of, and I know Steel Ball Run came out after Luck of the Draw. The, uh, oh, the, the exclusive, exclusive part. part at the very least. Yeah. So you just got to sit there and throw in there. Maybe during this triple threat, you know, he, he, he lost the TV title contest he had. He got demoted to the, he got demoted to the exclusive show basically. Or at least the exclusive show is seen as a demotion almost. He had a visible loss against Luke Crusher, and then he had his finishing move kicked out of. Like, like the best move he had in his arsenal, the be-all-end-all move, he had it kicked out of. Yes. And that's where you start to progress upward. You know, you, that, that, to me, is hitting rock bottom. You pulled out your best gun... And it wasn't enough. You pulled the trigger and it wasn't enough. Which I think it does tell the story because almost everywhere doesn't want to use me as a heel anymore. And I think that's okay. Um, and I know I'm getting off track here, but I do enjoy playing the face more at this point. You know, being a heel is fun, but being a face is a um, challenge. Being a face is tougher. Being a heel is easy. Yeah, being a face is very tough, as you said. 
And um, it's hard to stand out as a heel. It is. It's. I. I told this. Um. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you go ahead. I told this to Randy. We were VCing. Um. I was telling him it's a very deep heel scene on the Amino Circuit, and you have to have something about you that stands out. Of course, you have for possibly the biggest heel. Um. And I'll get to Jason in a little bit, which I know that might not do him justice because I know I know you think he's the biggest heel. I'm pretty sure, or somebody does. Well, it ain't Eric Turner. I was gonna say Eric Turner. Eric Turner, his biggest heel heat right now is he walked out of BSTW. You see, I think, and I'm gonna while we're on this subject. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say it right now. The heat from BSTW ending or him walking out on BSTW, the heat that he's got on that, that's not going to last forever. That is true. I think he needs to make new so he So he's got to stop riding that. He's got to stop riding that. And he needs to stop riding it now. I think that he can. And I, I personally... He can, he will. I think Para is a very capable promo artist. But very true. the best thing he did, all of his great moments, came from BSTW. And then he yes. beat, and then he joined BOTB, and he beat, beat Prince Cena. But Prince wasn't going to put himself over. Let's face no. facts. He wasn't going to put himself over. Prince Cena was thrown in there. Eric Turner gets a big win. Eric Turner deserved the win anyways. But you can't keep riding the momentum of my faction and I walked out of the SCW, and we took all the belts with us, and because of that, Correct. the promotion ended. Yes. You can't keep riding that. The reason Jason's so good right now is because is he why, actually this has is why he's heat. the top heel in the company. Hold, hold on a second. I gotta go do something with my dog. I'll be like five seconds. Oh, good lord! You better you better hurry up, man. But I'm yeah. gonna continue. I'm gonna continue. Yeah, continue that. That's what I mean. Um, the reason Jason to me is the biggest heel on Amino right now is just because of the way the story has progressed. Jason. Fade the retirement. Attacked one of his best friends. Laid him out. Then stole his title. Introduced Ziggy into the process. Turned Ziggy on tool. Just the whole the whole process. Just turned Ziggy on tool. And granted, Ziggy redeemed himself later down the line. That's besides the point. Jason utilize Ziggy in that spot to have Ziggy attack Tool. He stole the Evo title. And it's just continued to progress to where the Briscoes are now on his side. And DVE exists. And it's a natural progression of where now he's got a whole bunch of guys behind him. He's one of the, he's, you know, it's so hard to get to him because he's got the best tag team of all time on his side. Everything they do, everything that happens, every single passing segment makes me want to see more. And Jason Callahan is by no is by no stretch of the imagination the undisputed best heel right now. And he's in the top ten best characters right now. He's got the best angle. Everybody's talking about it. He's got the Evo title. 
He's defending it in BOTB. His segment, his segment, the feud's so hot that his segment looks to be going on last at Sunset Boulevard. And you're going to, people are going to try and make the argument that Eric Turner is the best heel. Eric Turner's a great heel. He ain't the best heel right now. That's definitely Jason. And if anybody wants to argue that fact, you may consider it a hot take, but if anybody wants to argue that fact, please, we'll debate it like gentlemen, and we won't bash each other. We'll respect each other's opinions, but we will debate it. Because Jason's on another level right now. And granted, it's going to be the follow-up to this whole deal with Tool is going to be the important thing. But I just take I just take one look at what Eric Turner's done since BSTW's ended, and guys, it's a whole lot of nothing. It's a whole lot of nothing. He beat Prince. Didn't appear on Luck of the Draw. Didn't promo for it, of course. He had that triple threat in Starbound, which he won. Congratulations. Probably about the hot up and coming league. He got his tail eliminated in the Rising versus 5SW uh, Battle Royal by Don Mox. And I can only imagine that you weren't, that uh, Para wasn't very happy about that. But since BSTW came to a close, it's been a whole lot of nothing for Merrick Turner. All right, I'm back. Sorry. A whole lot of nothing from Eric Turner. My mom was just like, you know, I had to do something, and then she was like, "Oh nope, we gotta do. You gotta, you gotta take these clothes upstairs." And I was like, "All right, I'll do that." You know. It's okay. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. I just well, went on a little bit of a rant there. It's okay. Uh, uh, but now we got to move on to the beginning of the show. Bad decision or questionable decision number two. Pyro, pyro, pyro. Woo! It ain't the pyro. It certainly ain't the pyro. Uh, the Kenny Jomega BOTB Light Heavyweight Open Challenge. Which was a given loss. You know, Jonah Joan um, has apologized for it. You know, it, was a, it was a given loss. Jonah apologized, and he's making a good story out of it. I'll give yes, you he is. You know, it's not his fault. He couldn't, he couldn't, he was on vacation. And I, I'm not going to compromise my vacation over him, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to blame him. It's just when you're on vacation, you might, you might just not have any time. So, yeah, here Very, we go. that's family time. Yes, it is family time. And I'm, I appreciate that he's, he came on Amino and he spent some time on Amino during that time, but I respect that he spent more time with his family and focusing yes. on having a good time with his family rather than coming on to the Amino app. Yes. Uh, but anyways, best bout machine, it's Kenny Jomega, just wins the light heavyweight title. And of the men that promoed for the light heavyweight open challenge, I think the favorites going into this and – I think this is more of a confusion thing rather than an actual bad decision. Yes. But going into it, we had Zach Peters, Zed Cooper. They were the top two guys, in a lot of people's opinions, who had specifically promo for the light heavyweight belt. Correct. And I think everybody kind of thought it was going to be one of those two. I know but that I we, thought we it was going to be We, we discussed it, too. We discussed yes. it, too. And we made it very clear to pretty much everybody in our little group that, and I don't think BOTB did this, 
Don't think I'm accusing them of it. No. It would have been very easy for them to manipulate the randomizer to get the res- desired result for this match. And when I see it's Will Edge spray. Yeah, I was kind of, very shocked was, too. When I saw it was Will Edge spray, I'm like, they really, they did it. I, I can't <laughs> believe they did it. They really, they really, they really manipulated the randomizer. You know, but I think that's more of a confusion thing because he didn't promo specifically for the light heavyweight belt. He wanted to be in the luck of the draw match. Well, I did see, I did ask uh, Hege. He told me he did promo for the light heavyweight title. So if he did, he might have, I might have missed something. So. If he did and I'm just reading the promo wrong, then by all means, fine. Yes. Uh, he did mention Kenny Jomega in it. So, you know, if that's going to, if that's the case, then fine. Yes. I, it's just, I was confused when it, when it, when he hit when he hit the ring. I was confused because I thought this promo for the luck of the draw match itself was I'm done with the light heavyweight division. I want to move up. Really? I want to I want to face I want to face the big boys. I want to yes. face the guys like I, I want to face guys like Hobby. I want to face guys like Thadske. I want to face guys like Sweet Star. You know, faction. If they're members of my faction or not, I want to have these marquee matches. I want to be that guy. Yes. And then he just got, and unfortunately, the light heavyweight title. There was a series of great matches, but the two matches between Jomega and Edge Spray were great. The third one is also very good. The issue is, all you got is a two-man division now. I think they'll fix that for sure. Well, I think, uh, uh, is it sad? I don't think it's going to happen anymore, but is it sad that when I when they initially signed Blake, I could have seen him be in the light heavyweight division? And I see, I think that's where TJF is going. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I agree, actually. Uh, you know, Pedro will get his shot at some point. That's certainly where he's going. Well, I think him and Nolan won a team, apparently, because they made a little tryout promo. Uh, Did they not see that the tag division is, like, practically full now? I I mean, I guess not, you know. We'll get to that. Uh, Yeah, we will. The thing that needs attention is the light heavyweight division, because that that division died along with the Kirk Matthews, Kyle Sycamore team. I think they had a decent amount of people because, of course, uh, of course, we get kind of they had some. Here. They had some good people. They, they had some good people. But you see, it don't it don't matter because one of their best people moved up to be at a heavyweight. Uh, Pegay's made it abundantly clear to me and to several others that he does not want to participate in the light heavyweight division anymore. He thinks he's done everything he can with it. The I mean, Nile, you won the belt twice. What else can you want? Exactly. Uh, the Nile is gone. Yes. <laughs> You got Joe Mega. Correct. I think it's only a matter of time before he's up in the heavyweight division. He's Kenny. He's he freaking Kenny Omega for crying out loud. He ain't going to stay in the light heavyweight division for long. Um, you got, uh, and you got Edge Spray. I mean, that's pretty well it. That that was the division. <laughs> Those are the five guys that I can imagine that I can think of off the top of my head. And pretty much all of them are either in the heavyweight scene now or gone. 
Edge spray, it's a great match. And of course, when you see what's going on, Edge spray is going to pick up the win and take the belt off of Kenny Jomega. And when I first saw this, and I know it's a belt, but I felt bad for Edgy. Uh, and Edgy's going to make the best of it. And I think ultimately he's the best thing that there could, that you could possibly have for the light heavyweight division. But I was uh, very, uh, I, I was sad for him because I thought it was his time to kind of jump out of the division and uh, take his spot amongst the top brass of BOTB. Unfortunately, he's going to have to do that with the light heavyweight belt. You still there, Rabbit? Hello? Here we go again with this thing. Um, Now we're going to talk about one of the bigger reasons I wanted to talk about this show while Thad was uh, on the podcast is because I wanted wanted his thoughts on this uh, turn of events. Um, That's Kate Nakamura defending the BOTB Television Championship in another open challenge. Um, I'm going to say this right now. Uh... And this is nothing against Finn at all, but this this was by far one of the most uh, jaw-dropping moments in BOTB history, and to me, it was in a bad way. Um, first of all, the number one complaint I have is that it almost felt like because Edge Spray was getting the junior heavyweight belt back in order to balance out the feud, then Bullet Club had to get a belt. And the only Bullet Club member to cut a promo for this match was Finn. Number two, and I don't know why you did it, but... Why do you have to kick out of a Kinshasa? I made it abundantly clear to several people. I hate WrestleMania kickouts. It was the second match on the cart. Why is he kicking out of a guy's finish? Why is he kicking out of a guy's finish? Late speed. Good grief. And now we're on to Thadscape Finn, by the way. Okay. I already made my two points. It felt as if uh, two, of my, two of my four points. Uh, it felt as if it, it was used to balance out the Bullet Club Chaos rivalry. Yes, I agree with K- that. Chaos got a belt, so now Bullet Club you know, Bullet has got to get a belt, and the only guy who promoted for the match was Finn. Which I, I believe that that was the randomizer. The randomizer did it, and... It couldn't have worked out better if that were the case for them. Yes. But my number two complaint was why I, I hate WrestleMania kickouts. Why did he kick out of the Kinshasa? Lord knows, but was number, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but was that when Clarity came out? 
Maybe that's what it was. It wasn't. So he kicked. No, he kicked out of it. Mm-hmm. And then Thadske went for it again, and he saw Clarity out in the crowd with the cigars, and it distracted Thadske just enough to where Finn could pick up the win with the buckshot. I got a question for you. Yeah. Is Thadske supposed to be stupid? Oh, no. Clarity, Clarity didn't jump the barricade. Clarity was sitting in the audience. He just happened to have a front row ticket. He was sitting down. He any, probably... rash, any, any rational human being in that spot if they're in the ring, they take one glance out in the crowd. They, they, look, at, they look at Clarity. They say, this is, this is a message to you. And he does not hesitate. And he knees the guy's head off. I agree. But... Any other situation. Any other situation. He doesn't, he doesn't sit there and pause for a time and take his time and be like, what's going on? Oh, why is he out here? Like, kind of like, I don't, I don't understand. It's like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get it. I was kind of shocking that he lost the undefeated streak in an open challenge. And that's my other thing. He lost his year-long undefeated streak in an open challenge to Finn's second best rep. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to knock the decision-making here, but I'm going to call out the faults. There were four things in this match that did not need to happen that happened. Four things. It's that simple. The WrestleMania style kickouts with his finish getting kicked out of by if 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 you had Finn going over, just don't have him hit his finish. Hit like hit every move in the arsenal outside of the Kinshasa. Just just make it to where well if he hit if you hit Finn with the Kinshasa, then he would have retained his belt. Instead he hits the Kinshasa, and from that point on it's like, oh God. He's gonna lose, isn't he? Takes you completely out of it. Yeah. Out of his finish. It's like, oh, he hit it. He kicked out. Finn's going over. It just completely takes you out of the whole thing. I agree with that. Um, but I was going to say this when we got to it. I remember Thad told me. He said that the pressure was off. Now that the undefeated streak is history it's you know over and while you look at it like that I think that's okay of course dad looks at everything from a story perspective he's told me this numerous times from a story perspective whatever you know all I'm saying is this clarity's just walking down the ramp again I would just I if I'm Thadske I'd basically say you want to get in the ring and attack me? I'll keep my title. Just keep his attention on the opponent. It just makes no sense. Um, and I understand where it's coming from. The pressure is off. He doesn't have to withhold that undefeated streak any longer. Correct. The thing about it is, the last four television champions have been either members of Bullet Club or Chaos. 
the belt's been involved in this rivalry since, you know, Javi faced Demon Prince and lost. Demon Prince lost to Thad's K, and now Thad's K's lost to Hangman Finn. And granted, Bullet Club and Chaos weren't even aligned at this moment. But the last four champions have been members of this faction war. And it would not surprise me if they do a rematch with between Finn and uh, Thatske, and Thatske wins it back and then loses it to Clarity. I don't know if I see that. I can. Uh, I can see at the very least Thad getting a rematch. I think that'll get the story. The story is he got screwed. Yeah. In in all reality, he screwed himself because he took his eye off the ball. Correct. But it's just like that that decision right there. I I don't understand. And they're playing off like. And and they're playing it off like he's closing in on a second, on a second. Bomaye. He was walking down the ramp. He did not touch him. He didn't jump on the apron. He didn't out and out try to attack him. He didn't out and out try to do anything. He walked his way down the ramp. And granted, he shouldn't have done that. Granted, the heels shouldn't have done that. Clarity shouldn't have been out there. He had no business being out there. It's understandable. Thad's game wants it to match, the match to end fair and square. I understand finding spirit. I understand respect. Point. I'm trying to make is Shinsuke Nakamura would not be distracted by that. That's true. So Fadsuke Nakamura should not be distracted by that. I don't know how many times I watched Okada and Omega do battle in those classics. The Young Bucks were at ringside every single time and somehow got involved in some capacity. And Gato was at ringside. I never once saw Omega or Okada take their eye off the ball. When Cody ran down to the ramp, I didn't see Kenny Omega screaming at him to get out of here. I didn't see stuff like that in those matches. Because it's puro. It's about pure wrestling. If I keep going on this, I'm going to dig myself in a hole. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I can I can see where you're coming from, but uh, maybe it'll maybe it'll work out. You know, that's really all you got to think about. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying it's not going to, but I'm saying from where I'm at right now, the decision was the the booking was bad. You can remedy you can remedy it down the line all you want, but when it when it all sets in uh, when it all sets up. You know, the initial booking decision, you can make it make sense, but the initial booking decision still will be bad. Because Thad lost two things to an open challenge. To an open challenge. It makes sense in a sense because open challenge, he didn't know who his opponent was. There is a bit of... There is a bit of... uh, What's the word? Thad got startled. It wasn't that he even got startled, because if he got startled, he wouldn't have hit the bow my yay. Uh, yeah, 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 that's true. He, he had match one, so it, it wasn't that he got startled. It was more of a thing where it's just a personal gripe because he didn't have a chance to prepare for 
Hangman Finn. You know, he, he had to prepare for like five to six different possibilities. And I and it could have just been in his mind that Finn, that Hangman Finn was like the bottom of the totem pole with it. That's an all right story. I don't think that, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know if Thad's getting off of more or what Thad wants to do with it. He, I don't think he'll walk around saying he got screwed. I think he'll deal with clarity because I think their blow-off match is not going to involve the belt at all. Which, do I feel like... If Thadske gets his rematch, I do not think Thad will lose two in a row to Hangman Finn. I am putting that out there. I agree. No, that may give Finn some motivation, which all by all means... I want to light a fire. I hope this does help light a fire. I hope I do make him angry because I want Finn to be successful in BOTB. Would I have rather it been Chris Jericho? Heck yeah, sure. I would have. But I want Hangman Finn to be as successful because I like Finn. I like the dude. I think he does deserve the shot. I think he does deserve to have this belt. I don't think it came about the right way. I can agree with that, yes. So moving on from that, before I dig myself in any deeper of a hole with that, um, Luck of the Draw would continue on part two with the Women's Championship Open Challenge, as Shot of Arley would defend. Initially, it's Brie Rose. And Shauna's not happy with this. Not at all. Because yeah. she pretty well handled Brie Rose's matter of minutes and Shauna doesn't want this to be the end of her night so and this is kind of where it's the show kind of started to turn around for me a little bit because yeah, I could see it you know Shauna Varley issues the challenge and out comes Danielle Roberts and then my thing about the exclusive show was false well it was a nice little surprise though it was because I think I think you you would think if they were featured on that exclusive, they probably weren't going to answer the challenge. But Danielle, of course, isn't able to pick up the win, and then Danielle Roberts snaps. Really nice to see that Danielle Roberts is looking like she's going to go heel. I think that is, I personally haven't read all of my Daniel Roberts promos, so I'll, I'll be honest with everyone. I, I haven't read all, like all the Daniel well, Roberts. Well, Daniel Roberts, I, I would say if it wasn't for James Roberts being dead, this couple would be like a power couple at this point. Uh, James Roberts is gone, but Daniel Roberts lives on. Daniel Roberts is a very capable character. And then the biggest, the biggest shock possibly of them all, the Sky. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and now she, now she's a heel, right? Because she's yeah, two, two heel turns in one segment with the pink hair, you know, and the, and the Pennywise balloon. But it, it, it couldn't come, it couldn't come at a worse time because. Morgan's turning face on WWE TV. So, uh, yeah, she's coming back. She's she, going to be real, you know, blonde hair. Couldn't come, couldn't come at a worse time. Um, 
but Leah Sky turns heel. And it it does give me a little bit of investment into the women's division, which I think is the best. And oh, man, I suck. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> this is the third time in a row. Um, but anyway, the most the best well booked the, the most well booked division, I suppose, in VOTB at the moment is the women's division. I am invested to see where the women are going. There was a lot there was a lot that happened to help develop that division in that segment. And there's another division that got a lot of shine coming up. Uh, and we'll get to that when we get to part three. But uh, there was a lot of different, you know, things going on in that segment. Danielle Roberts came off looking like a great deal. Leah Sky established herself pretty well as the next challenger to Sean Bartley. And Bree Rhodes is established as the women's division jobber, or at the very least, what's going to be seen as a way to work her way up. She, she starts from the bottom as a novice and works her way to the top. Then we got an announcement for mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard, which arguably is one of the most well-stacked BOTV shows since Battlefield. You think so? I don't think so. It's not a B show. That's do true. I, Nick did say to, that in the chat, do, though. Do I have to... I didn't say. I said it's not a B show. Do do I have to? Do I have to go and look at uh, this card? Uh, do, do I really? Do I have to run down this card for you guys? I think I do. Please do. I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I think that it's very, a very interesting card. Where, where's the BOTB chat so I can get to the account? Um. So so let's take a look at the Sunset Boulevard card. The exclusive, it's a way to debut the moneymakers in the strong and the fast. Should be a pretty darn good match. Blake Lethal versus Jordan Blanchard versus TJF is on the exclusive. Don't tell me that's not a big three-way. It is a pretty big three-way. Plus, Jordan is wrestling the man. Yeah, which is great. I love it because that's exactly what Tessa's doing right now. Um... Jordan Blanchard, TJ, TJF, Jordan's doing great things with Blanchard. Tim's doing great things with TJF. And Blake, if you haven't Blake. seen his promo for, for Sunset Boulevard, it's the best promo I've seen in a long time. And it is my promo of the year right now. Oh, really? That's I'm not saying that the promo was great. That's a little shocking. But I could see it. I really could. I'm I think saying that... I, it's the reason it's the promo of the year what I look for in promos, creativity, it had that in spades. With the past, present, and future. The actual promo itself, it's Blake Lethal. He just continues to get better and better. But it's that creativity aspect that he used. I didn't see anybody else using that. Uh, yeah, that's true. I wouldn't have even thought of that. So kudos to you, Blake. You have my promo of the year right now. Then you've got Kirk Matthews, Luke Crusher, Ibrahim Salab. We went into that situation, and it's off the exclusive, and the exclusive king is on the actual show now. It's opening the show. Yes, it's opening, but it's a, it's still a fantastic match. Then you got. I also Tyler released Wall. my promo. I'm going to plug myself. So did Canvas. Don't bring Canvas up. <laughs> uh, and then you got Tyler Law dressing show off. We'll get to that. Yeah. You've got Eric Turner addressing a lot of segments on this show, but which got, makes it more or less a B 
B-show. It makes it more or less a B-show, but I'm not talking more about it's. It's not a B-show as far as in-ring and actual matches. No, I agree. I agree. Um, Eric Turner addressing the current addresses his current state. Uh, I hope he calls me out because I won a match with Eric Turner. Uh, it's not going to happen because I have a match on this show that I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose. So. Um, you said that a lot in your Miami No Journey. And I mean it. I, think, I, I I believe you. You really do sound like you think you're going to lose. I am not. There's not a chance. The only chance I got is if people read it and think Javi leached, and that's just not going to happen. Um, but then you got Leah Sky and Danielle Roberts against Shauna Varley and the new Nancy Adams. My girl Kylie. Miley Kylie. Um, then you got the star-studded uh, – the star-studded Bullet Club Chaos Tag Match, uh, Thatsuke Nakamura and Will Edge Spray against Hangman Finn and Clarity. Interesting. Anyways. A Moment of Bliss with Hasaya. The Women's Food of War winner. That nobody even knew. That is true. And our I'm little sa- friend group, this they right were now. asking back it's, and forth. You know, it's very sad because Hasaya is probably the best women's character in BOTB right now. I called that she was going to win the women's field of war before it even happened. Before promos were even dropped. I called that she was going to win it. And I believe Hasaya is the best dang character that BOTB's got in the women's division. Unfortunately, because she hasn't been utilized very much, I might be the only person that thinks that. I could I could see it. I mean, if you want to be honest. I mean, Hasaya is bad, right? Yes. But that's just that's point enough. And an Oscar rep too. Yes. And Oscar's probably the best on SmackDown and more or less maybe WWE. And then you've got the match that is going to steal the show. I'm marking it now. Nick Briscoe, Prince Cena. That's a main event in any other company. Any other league. That's a main event. That is very true. Nick Briscoe, Prince Cena. This is a match people have been wanting and waiting for for a long time. And we're getting it on the B show. Um, B team, B show, B show. Then you've got Dan Richards, Havichika Okada, and uh, I'm going to lose. You've got Squid Star and Isaiah Orton. Which, for all intents and purposes, I, I don't get why people are so down on Isaiah. He's improved a lot. I, I, mean, like, I, I, I like I like his stuff. I know this is my chance to say it. I wasn't a very big Isaiah fan. Now, I mean, he's proved me wrong. I'm I couldn't be more happy for him. You know, he's been he's knocked doing out of great the park work, with and He's worked his way up the ranks, and he's earned this opportunity. He has. And then you got then you got this tag match between LDRS and uh, Mustache Mountain. Two out of three falls, isn't it? Yeah, two out of three falls main event. That'll probably be. It's going to be a bar. It's going to be a barn burner, for sure. There's three very, very easy candidates for me to pick out that could possibly be match of the night. It's Nick and Cena. It's Nick and Prince, of course. Then it's LDRS Mustache Mountain, and I'd I'd hazard to say Dan Richards Okada. Well, I'm going to have to hazard to say this. Uh, Canvas thinks our triple threat, Mayhem, Luke, are gonna be is gonna be match of the night. Nick has also said he left some feedback, which I, he might listen, he might not. I don't know. I appreciate it. 
you know, I really do. It means a lot with the feedback. He said this is his sleeper pick. My match is sleeper pick. There, there's some matches like, on this card that are sleeper picks. I just don't think – it's going to be a hot opener for sure because the opener's got to be good. Um, yeah, it's got to catch yes, But match of the night, I think I think the progression should be as it goes further down the card. This this card is stacked. To call it, it, to is. Call it a big show is an injustice to this card uh, because – I don't think there's any such thing. If it was a B show, you'd have a whole bunch. You'd have segments featuring the like most of the featured talent, and then you would utilize this show to have guys you don't normally use in matches. That's that's what a B show. Correct. Is. And the main event segment, and of course, the main event is yes, the tag the match. Main event and the ma- the thing that's being built as the main event, the thing that's going to put butts in the seats. J.C. Callahan and Tool Cole face-to-face. Which they're... We're having a West Coast tour, yes, ladies and gentlemen, here in Battle of the Best. Um, you mean don't spoil? It's in the match right. card. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, we got this... Uh, we got this face-to-face. Tool Cole's going to pick the stipulation. Oh, I'm thinking about Don't call it the last chapter. <sighs> you know what I think it is? Because Tool is what obsessed is it? What do you with think? these... I think I, I think it's Ladder that. Wars. I could see it being just like a regular. I mean, I don't know if they've had it before. I could be wrong, you know. Small brain up here. I, I don't know that. Just I, an I unsanctioned know, I match. I, I don't see it being unsanctioned because I'm pr- I'm pretty well. Yeah, sure, that, that, that kind of calls well for sure another done one. All those stipulations before, like they let. What about less? Well, I know Starbound's doing this, ladies and gentlemen. Norm Lewis versus Jason Tripa. Last man standing. I don't. Th- I just. I just think ladder war is a better, better fit. I agree. I think that just shows chaos. You know, it's chaotic. It's exact. It's okay. exactly what you would want to do. Uh, consider, especially because it's of the chaos. So it's dangerous, and, and man. It's like a high spots match, but it fits the rivalry. It's like again, it's like a natural progression. Everything is built to this point. Uh, but that was the card for Sunset Boulevard, guys. Don't call it a B show. I think Luck of the Draw was more of a B show, to be honest with you. And it had a lot of title was, um, Only because there was a lot going on and there was a lot of mystery behind it. And, and it, it is the B show. And the way to follow up a B show is by follow, following it with an A show, which is Sunset Boulevard to me. Gotta get, gotta get Cali that. But uh, we've got, moving on from that, we've got the Luck of the Draw match itself. Here comes TJF. Followed by Dylan Briley. Followed by... We have to put respect on Dylan Briley's name. He's the current AMO oh, champion. Like oh, did I say that out loud? Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Congratulations to AMNO for being a brand with a world champion. That's just egotistical. I mean, Power Driver's doing it. Well, Power Driver's a league. Eh, oh, Dar- Darian or Darian, whatever. whatever no, do you know what he called. told me? He PMs me, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to spoil anything, of course, because Pile Driver, I, I, I want people to be excited when this is announced. Um, but he PM me, he, say, he says, now that the league is back. Damn, I'm dumb. Now, granted, it could be a league and a brand, for all I know. 
Well, I was just saying it might be a brand because in this tournament, Kirk Matthews was representing Code Red Wrestling. And I got knocked out. Um, yeah, Dylan Briley's representing Dylan Briley, Sabian. and then you got Jordan Blanchard and Blake, and Blake Lethal. Lethal. And this was a great way to introduce those guys. And I think it's pretty, I agree. pretty obvious that since Dylan Briley isn't in the triple threat, that Dylan Briley isn't sticking around with BOTB, which pretty well means that uh, Kyle Sycamore is coming back at some point. I don't know when, I don't know where. At but some point. Um, but excellent Fatal 4-Way here. Uh, and it was a great way to debut. This was What was this? Was this TJF's first match, maybe second match? I don't know about that. He, he hasn't done much. His... Like, this was... This was his first. He thing. did. He this wasn't was his first thing since the Gagester Black segment, I think. He wrestled Gagester. Maybe he was on the exclusives. He also um he had a fatal four way. This was after the Kyle Sycamore Kirk Matthews. It was like unbroken BOTB nineteen yeah. uh, fatal four way for the light heavyweight title, which people have gone on record. I don't know if I really want to say it because I don't want to throw people under the bus here. Uh. They've talked about how Tim maybe should have won that match, and I believe it. I I didn't read the promos personally because that was like uh, my Tim first would have been, at least Tim, Tim would have been better than Nile. Sorry, that's that's um, that's true. Anyway, and they said that kind of wrecked his confidence, but I think I he's think getting he it back. Too, I, I really this do. Was the perfect way to do it because the way they did yes. it is TJF screwed Blake Lethal. Yeah. And then, you know, Blake kicked his ass. Blake beat him, but that's exactly how it's supposed to happen. Oh, I'm sorry. That's it's that? okay. Everybody else does it. Uh, but, you know, that's exactly what I, that's, you know, the part, the show turned around here a little bit. T- turned around here it a did. little bit. I liked this part. It was, the, the booking on this part was actually great. It was coherent. I enjoyed it. The right people were put in the right spots, and they got the job done. Part three continued that trend. And this is going much longer than I thought it would. Because we haven't even we haven't even gotten to the other topic yet. Oh well. But we've got the why 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 is it an OVE entrance? Those are not the Briscoes. <laughs> uh, anyways. Jason Callahan and the Briscoes, DVE, are going to take on two Cole and two mystery opponents. And oh, I would have loved to be involved in this. Oh, I know. Proper decision was made. I agree. I think this Jordan was very Owens, good. Jordan in general. It made so much sense to have Jordan involved and trying to defend Evo because Jordan was such an integral part of that he was such an integral part of that group of guys. Obviously, he ran Evo in its latter half. He he was so he was so important to Evo, and he hates to see that Jason Callahan, a guy who was also an owner of you know another owner of Evo, Jason. He hates to see that he is tarnishing the legacy of Evo. Because, at least that's the way he's def- he's defending the legacy because Jason is tar- is. You know, just kind of taking away from it. And then Prince. Uh, people forget that Prince rep Brodus Clay. Um, uh, huh. I but, did. Uh, Prince, Prince, was a, Prince was another integral part to Evo. 
And it makes complete sense that these two, and Jordan and Prince were tag team partners at one time, it makes complete sense for them to come together with Cool to help him get back the Evo title. And man, this was an all-out war. This was awesome. Match of the night. Bar none. Match of the night to me. Yeah. Just a a complete and utter brawl all over the place. And it was exactly what it needed to be. Because it I, I, because yes. it got over that DVE was willing to do everything in their power to make sure that that Tool and the rest of them, for even trying to come along and help Tool out, were going to be maimed. And the fact that this ended with a DQ. Because there was a little bit of suspense there for a second. Because you didn't know what the decision was going to be. You know, and the I think what's funny about it is the fact that Tool, you know, he got put through a table. And, you know, DVE's celebrating. They think they've gotten the last second. They, 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 they think they've gotten one over on him. But I think the big thing here is what you, what you have to put into context is that this is, a, this is exactly how it needed to be. Because the losers of this match were the ones that were standing tall. They were the ones celebrating. And the man who earned his shot was lying broken through a table. Correct. And it's, it's very, it's, it's fantastic storytelling here. Because it just continues, it just continues the story. Jason's got the one up on Tool every at every turn it doesn't matter he has the one up on tool it doesn't matter who he brings to the table it doesn't matter who he decides to bring along for the ride she is the girl Jason Callahan has the briscoe he's the most brutal guy on the roster and he's going to decimate tool and now Tool gets to walk into Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, he gets to pick the stipulation. But I can see it now. He's going to walk into Sunset Boulevard, and his ribs are going to be taped up. And I can I can see it now. Maybe he gets maybe he got cut, and he comes in with the with with stitches on his head. And, you know, he's got the he's got the bandage on. And, bandage, and yeah, Triple H bandage. I, I can I can see it now, and it's like, well, whoop de doo, he got to pick the stipulation. But he's walking into luck. He, he's walking into whatever they call their next show. You know, he's, he's walking into his match with Jason Callahan with no real advantage at all because Jason has just decimated him and destroyed him. And it was marvelous. We get another mention of the legacy wing. And then we move on to the comedy of the evening. Which again, I like this. Oh, it was the tag, tag title match. It's and the Nelson Rollers. Well, first of all, because th- this could have been Aussie Open, but well, you know, there were things that somebody happened. Got, somebody got somebody banned, that and, in the uh, all that was left was the Nelsons. And they they had to go with the Nelsons, and it was funny because it didn't it didn't last very long, did it? It was no. a little it was a little competitive. Good on the Nelsons for bringing a little bit of. 
little bit of fight, competition. but I don't yeah. think the result was ever in doubt. LDRS was going to keep the belts. But that's when the fun starts. Here comes Mustache Mountain. Here comes the money, the money, money maker. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then you got the strong, the strong and the, strong and the and I, I think I said this. I forget. I, I think I was talking to Squid the other night, but why are, why are certain people? And when I talk to you, you know who you, you, I don't know who you're you talking know who about. you are when I say this. Why are people so down on the strong and the fast? What's what's the issue? Well, if we're going off of, well, they just got together. They just cut their first promo. Do you know what happened when the been, block got the BOTB? We just got together. Thing. We had just cut our first promo. I I I I am on a different level with these guys. These guys. I actually feel like the strong and the fast is a lot like the flock. You know, the the gimmicks are different, the characters are different, but I feel like they're a lot like us. Because although they've been around, you know, Brady's left and Nate's been off and they're just now coming back together and they're a lot like us. We were we were guys that were just looking for a shot, and BOTB gave us the opportunity. And I'm not going to get down on them until I see the stuff they produce for BOTB. If it's stuff that if it's stuff that isn't very uh, noteworthy, I'll, I'll call them out on it. But that's besides the point. And then we got RR Ishii and Merck stealing my goat over They're representing. But it's more chaos. chaos. And of course they're going to feud with the moneymakers. Because it's chaos in the Bullet Club. Correct. Oh, well. But it's going to be yeah. okay because I think that match is going to be excellent. Yeah. I'm, I'm not the biggest moneymakers fan in the world. But I can promise I think you the match is going to be right. excellent. And two parts yeah. that were bar none it kind of turned the show around for me. It's like these two parts were actually a little bit coherent. I like this. After that first part in the exclusive that just really that disappointed me beyond belief, those two parts well, turned it around for me. And I, go, I walked into the main event well, looking forward to it. Well, Devin, I think that you were – I think another big thing you were very disappointed with with the TV title – is you cut a promo for that? Yes, and I do maintain. I, I I just thought, and I'll say this outwardly, and I said this on the Evo podcast. I felt as if the randomizer, if I were picked for the randomizer, if Finn got put over, would I have been put over? It's the thing that it's the thing that I have to sit back and think about. If, if Finn got put over with the promo he cut with his secondary character, would I have been put in that same spot? If I were picked, would I be the TV champion right now? Or if Blake Lethal were picked, would he be the TV champion right now? It's a very simple question, and it's the biggest what-if to me. But that wasn't the disappointing thing. I can live without, with not being on the show. You know, I put that out of my mind. Because the Correct. booking decisions, just some of the booking was bad. 
And it's not that the booking itself, the decisions were bad. It's the execution of the decisions, how they went about it. If you go in-depth on them, you can see the problems. But then we move on to the, to the match. Main event. match I needed to happen because I needed Brock Lesnar. Although I hate Brock Lesnar in real life, I needed Tyler Law to lose the belt. Because this, this, I my think Cause is doing a phenomenal this, job. This, my friends, is the worst world champion in BOTB history, not named Luke Coffey. And we will get to that. But it's Brock Lesnar and it's Tyler Law. And they're going toe to toe and they go and, it, and it's brutal. It's a hoss fight. It's a hoss boys. fight. And it's the best possible hoss fight that you could think of. They're going at it. They're going toe-to-toe. It's back and forth. They're just throwing heavy blow after heavy blow. And it's basically who could hit who could hit the knockout blow first. Very reminiscent with some more spots, but very reminiscent of the Goldberg-Lesnar match from WrestleMania 33. Or was it 34? I'm confused. Um, 33. Is that Goldberg had the universe title? That's what I thought. Uh, but very reminiscent of, the, of, of that match. Just back and forth. And they're just hitting... Big move after big move. Brock tried to kill himself. Uh, it, it was fantastic. <laughs> um, and, and just as it continues on, you really, you really get in depth with it. And it was a longer match, but it was like the perfect match. It was exactly what it should have been. It's it's Lesnar, and it's Law, and with the Drew McIntyre rep, and it it was just beautiful. But. We get to the end of it. Lesnar wins the belt. I'm so excited. I'll actually tell you. Um, I was one of the first people. I love Cause as Paul, Cause Heyman and Brock Lesnar. But since he was involved, I was real. I wouldn't say agitated, but I was real like iffy on if Tyler Law was going to go over He's not an official member of the team, so to say. He just pops in from time okay, to time yeah. to help out. So uh, it made sense. I, think I just he, thought the, he did his, out promo Tyler Law. Was better than Laws, he needed to win the belt. I think he'll do wonders. I think him and Squid Star and will Squid be Star a better is match. Be the best match that BOTB's had since Hobby and Squid. I'm just putting that out there. Damn Squid, he went. No, I'm just kidding. Squid, Squid's just Squid's got himself involved in some great things, and that's going to be awesome. But Mr. BOTB, he really is. Okay. This moment. It was supposed to be Brock Lesnar's moment. And it was a big one. Kaz had worked so hard and built himself up for so long, ever since he was able to oust Jordan Owens. You know, he lost to Jordan Owens, and he he defended, he, he, he redeemed himself by beating Jordan Owens to get this opportunity at Tyler Long. And he worked his tail off to get to this point. Riddle me this. Why did they steal the moment away for show off to attack Tyler Law? Five words. It should it should have been him. Because I, I really don't I'm know. Gonna say, I'm going to say it right now. I'm not a fan when people just bring the real life situations of certain people 
with certain superstars and just throw them in without adding their own twists to them. Hobby, I did Hobby, that with Roddy. Hobby, Never again. Hobby does a great Okada. But he doesn't act like Okada does in real life. You know, he adds his own twist. That is to true. Thad adds his own twist to Thad's game, not more. Uh, Squid adds his own twist to Star. And that, to me, is more than just using the rep. That, that's a, a, more or less a custom. You're adding your own twinges to the rep you're using. When Shaw comes out and says it should have been him, the question I pose is this. First of all, why did you steal Brock Lesnar's moment? It took over a year for Tyler Law to lose this BOTB title, and the reign should have ended earlier. I maintain this. I think Jordan should have you been in the battlefield. I agree. I think Jordan out probably. And I think him, Jordan got robbed, but that's not my decision to make. If it were, Jordan Owens would have been a world champion. But that was a decision that and we were outside of creative, and all those guys agreed that Tyler Law did better, and to each their own. Everybody's got their separate opinions on things, and they made a choice. Is what it is. Correct. And I can live with that choice. I cannot, however, live with this choice. 365 days, more than 365 days, as the heavyweight champion of the world. Kaz worked his tail off to get this belt. He beat him fair and square, clean in the middle, one, two, three. And then here comes show off. Lesnar just kind of walks up the ramp, and the show ends, not with Lesnar raising the title high, with Showoff standing in there, saying it should have been him. Well, I pose this question to you, Showoff. You decided to leave the app, which is probably a big reason why BOTB put Tyler Law over in the first place. That's true. And I don't, know how, I don't, I don't remember how long you were gone, but you've been back for a significant amount of time. I'm going to ask you a question. You probably won't even listen to this. But I'm going to ask you a question. Why now? Why there? Why in that moment was it the right time for you to make a return? You just have to, I guess you have to give Tyler Law something to do because they want to keep him. Well, yeah, and you give I Tyler think that's Law, the. You give Tyler Law something to do, but here's how you do it. At the next show, it's just Tyler Law addresses his situation. You know, he lost the title. He's been champion for over a year. The segment on Sunset Boulevard is what's next for Tyler Law? That's where Showoff yeah. jumps in. That's where Showoff makes his statement. Because he, he gets nothing out of already. Uh, he gets nothing out of attacking an already beaten man. I think it also... It also plays into Showoff won the Field of War 2. Second Field of War, which yeah, I is... Swear if show off, I'm so, I swear if this is leading to a Lesnar Showoff squid triple threat, then I'm going to be livid. Because Squid might I don't, not I don't be, know about squid, that. Squid, squid may not be mad. But I will be living for Squid if that's the fact, because Squid deserves his one-on-one title match. It's about time. I don't think that'll happen. I think that this next show in Seattle, and I mean this. I mean it may be too early because they're probably going to give it another show or two. Tyler Laws, Tyler Laws getting the match with 
show off. Show off. I think that should happen see, show off, in show Seattle. Off, show off will probably cash in his belt or cash in the Field of War II opportunity, which he does have. He, he does. He never used it. He can cash in his Field of War II opportunity at the 27th show. And then Squid can cash in his shot at the 28th show, which is exactly where it needs to happen because Squid is made abetted every seventh show. It's poetic. Are you, are you sure, though? Because do you want to have Brock lose the belt? Because I, I, I think Squid deserves the BOTV World title more than anybody Brock else. Doesn't, Brock here. doesn't have to have a long run. Kaz has his significance. If Squid wins it, Squid's going to be the longest-reigning champion ever. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I, I can believe it, yes. He beat the top, He beat what, I guess, BOTV... Uh, they, uh, you wouldn't consider him the top seven, but he beat he beat some pretty prevalent guys in that field of war match. He, he finally beat Hobby. So, but uh, again, not not too happy with the show off stuff. Uh, it, it could have waited, and it, it should have been me. It should have been me. Not happy with the character because the character walked out. the The character show off Ziggler walked out of BOTV. So if he was so concerned about it being him, if he was so concerned about himself being the top guy, then he wouldn't have walked out in the first place. That's simple. That simple. Good point. Yes. And that's luck of the draw. First part, exclusive part and the last bit of that of the final part I had issues with but the middle two parts of this show were fantastic to me everything was clicking on all cylinders and this was kind of a what's the word when I said I was disappointed I wasn't lying I, I was and am disappointed but with that being said, I do trust that BOTV will remedy it because they always find a way to do that. So as we move on to Sunset Boulevard, the one thing I have to do is put luck of the draw behind me. I look forward to Sunset Correct. Boulevard because Sunset Boulevard will be a better show. And I don't think it's because these guys didn't try their best to make luck of the draw this amazing show. I just think that the randomizer screwed them some spots and it just fell flat to me so that's all I got to say about that now we move on to the subject of the evening our second subject the final subject the BOTV world championship conundrum I've been saying this for months now and you can you you've been there you agree with me on this in some in some capacity BOTV's world title hasn't meant nearly as much as their television belt. Yeah, I can agree with that. BOTV's world title has had a lineage of guys. They, they've won some belts. And it's, got a, it's got a lineage of good people behind it. I'm not, I'm not saying that. And this first BOTV show sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I 
gotta go back and do and find stuff on the television title turn. Dean Adams and Joe Strong. Match ends in a paragraph with Joe Strong walking out with a win. Uh, other Roddy rips. Woo! Her- heroes eventually die against Suplex and Nate. Jesus. Uh, one paragraph. Adam Clutch and Zero Wyatt. Like, three paragraphs. Uh, I think Zero, Riot, Zero Wyatt wrote off my Benoit character, which I could come in as Kirky, so... I'm just trying to find the first dang world world champion. So was it, wasn't it Arch? I believe it was Arch. Here we go. BOTB heavyweight title six-way. <laughs> and it is Arch. So Arch wins the world title. Arch is great. And I, lo- I love Arch to death. And the world title meant a lot when Arch had it. You see, what happened, what happens is we reach, you know, we, we hit, I believe it was Window of Opportunity where this happened. I could be dead wrong. But we hit Window of Opportunity, and that is where Squid gets the belt. And from this moment forward, Travis, you were in BOTV. You were around a while before I was. Correct. But we hit Window of Opportunity where Squid was able to win the television championship. Yes. We hit we hit this point. Mm-hmm. And would you say that this was the turning point? This is where everything changed. This is where the world title began to kind of fade out and the television title took its place as the biggest belt in BOTV. The belt that meant the most. Was this the start of that? Yes, because of course that was the start of Squid's reign. Squid said it in his episode. Uh, he wanted to be to that TV title like Jay Lethal was to the Ring of Honor World Television title. And I think he... I, would, I don't know if I'd say exceeded it, because, of course, Jay Lethal won the world title while he was still the Ring of Honor World Television champion. But he, he said that Prince thinks that he proved he, he could uh, be on the same level as their main eventers. But very, he wants to very be... easily, very easily put himself on that level. And I don't think there's any kind. Of, I don't think there's anybody that's going to argue with that either. Um, Squid starting at window of opportunity all the way up through until Elmatic held that belt. Untitled was the heavyweight champion. I think Untitled was a very good world heavyweight champion. Untitled, I'm, to be honest I'm with not going to sit here and say that Untitled didn't do a good job and didn't do a great job with the heavyweight, especially title. with the Hogan rep, brother. The issue, the issue is, and I, I just want to put this out there now, I have written a match for BOTB. It's not a very good one, but I have written one. Um, what match was it? It was a fatal four-way women's match that really didn't matter. Um, mm. But was as we hit, we hit Field of War, and it's, it's just really good stuff. And, you know, Javi's got this match against Tomiko, you know, and this is before the final chapter. But Luke Coffey's going to take on Hollywood Untitled. And it's like this great match of force. And this is the month after Javi unseated, you know, Squid in the amazing match at Elmatic. But Untitled is now 
looks like he's moving away, and there, it looks like Luke Coffey is going to get the shot. He's going to get the Uh-oh. shot to hold it. And Luke Coffey upends Untitled at the end of this match. Luke Coffey beats Untitled Hogan. And at the time, we didn't think much about it. It was, it was great. Luke was getting an opportunity to be the world champion. But I think this is where the problem lies, and this is why the television title is better and more um, noteworthy than the DOTB heavyweight title. And it was this moment right here. Because about three days after this moment happens, Luke left. Yes. The television title, a seven-month run by Squid, to build it up to being a top-level belt. Javi gets it. And Javi, at this time, is considered the hottest thing on the entirety of the Mimo. Hard to and, argue with that. It really, and, it really at, is. At this point, at this point like, I, I don't know if BSTW had started yet, but... I think like, it was around. He was like, everybody's rising star. He's like, everybody's next top guy. And at some point, he wins the BSTW world title, and I've talked about how bad that reign was because of the lack of defenses and just how bad he was portrayed as champion. But obviously, Javi's like the hottest thing going. And he's now the BOTB television champion. But I want you to take one look at the names that held that television title following even Edgy. Edgy is a former BOTB television champion. He is. As Chris Jericho, wasn't he? Yes, Chris Ejiko. He's the man who lost to Squid. So even starting with Edgy, start, starting from with Edgy, you go from Edgy to Squid to Hobby. Then it goes to Demon Prince, and then it hits its peak with Thad. I mean, all those guys built it to be a main event level title. Every single one. And like that. Everybody was like, the best promo artists have that television title. Like, that's the belt I want. That's the belt I want to go after. You know, it was like, screw the heavyweight title. I want the, I want the television belt. Yes. And, you know, you don't really ever want to say screw the world heavyweight title, but everybody wants the TV belt. Do I think that there has been a shift now? Yes. Yes. But, see, I don't think Tyler Law is the most overrated <laughs> promo. Oh, you got him going now. On the planet. You got backed into a corner because Show Off was leaving. And I fully maintain this. And you got backed into a corner because Show Off was leaving and you had to make some tough decisions. And although Tyler Law's promo work got better, it did. Uh, and it was good enough for him to be the world champion. But when everybody's saying he should have lost to Jordan, and then everybody said he should have lost to Kaz the first time, and then everybody, that, um... and then it was almost like, I mean, it was, it was, it was that DOTB 24. It was that field of war, wasn't it? 
Yeah, and they they dragged it out. I wouldn't say dragged it out because it wasn't a bad thing. No, they gave it another it, month. Yeah. Which, which is fine. But I, I just want everybody to sit here and think for a second. How long in the entire year-long reign that he had, pretty sure he only had three title defenses. He had... I don't know if I want to count Brock's Field of War shot. Because did that match the really bell rang. happen? The bell rang. Oh, okay, match. so maybe it does count. Um, he got himself disqualified or counted out. One of the one of the two. I'm not. I'm, I don't want to go back and look at it right now. Um, I'm on that part. It'll, 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 it'll only make me angry. But he. I mean, he, you could go. You could go read my match, and then it'll be okay. I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. Bell rang, I'm pretty sure. Bell rang. It, I'm pretty sure it did because so they were like, oh, it's just official, pick one. It's, it's, an official, it's an official defense. And then he defended against Jordan. At Battlefield, which was supposed to be an event. And yeah, it as, and, you know, again, I maintain this, and there's some situations yeah, it going shouldn't on. Have there's, a situ- there's some rivalries in other leagues, and I'm going to say it right now. You need to pay attention to this when I speak. If the rivalry is that good, if the story gets the people that invested, they should main event. If it's something you're proud of, it needs the main event. Some titles, some rivalries just supersede the belt. They mean more than the title. They just do. And I want every league to hear this. Do not be afraid to main event your best rivalry or what you consider your best rivalry over the, over the world title. The OTB proved that it works. Battlefield was amazing. It was. Man, 27 BOTB shows. Uh, That's not even 28. Counting the, Tillman Invitational. Um, but anyways, sometimes rivalries, oh, like they overshadow the belt. And that's exactly what Squid Hobby was. It got so big that it overshadowed the world title. And unfortunately for, for DJ and Boss, that's the case. That match deserved to go on last. No matter, I don't care what you say, the Hobby-Squid match deserved to go on last. And there ain't a person in this world that's going to change my mind. I don't think anybody will try to. No, I don't think so either. But anyways, that plays into it as well. You know, the world champion should be able to main event any show. You know, and that rivalry should have meant more than it did. But it didn't. And do I have to, do I have to say it? Fadske's match with Demon Prince was arguably better than the world title match. The television title is more of a workhorse belt to begin with. The mat, like the matches for the television title, have just been clicking on all cylinders too. When those world title matches became kind of like hoss fights. Yeah. Especially when you throw in Untitled Hogan, and you know you got Untitled Hogan in there with Luke Coffee or. Untitled Hogan against Sting. 
or yes fan, I guess. Uh, and then you throw Tyler Law in there with uh, a guy like Brock Lesnar or a guy like Show Off. It's, it's very simple. They're mostly hoss fights. Hogan's very limited. Can't do much with Hogan. For all intents and purposes, Joe Coffey's pretty darn limited in the ring. Uh, it's true. Drew McIntyre is excellent. But even he, to a certain extent, you throw him in there with somebody like Jordan, who's repping Owens, should be excellent, should be great. They're two big guys. So who knows? But you take a look at that television belt, you got when you got Okada against Champa to start. That sounds like a modern day dream match to me. You throw in Okada versus Demon Prince. Okada versus Balor. You sit there and tell me that's not a modern day dream match? That's happened before, hadn't it, in Japan? I believe it might have happened in Japan. I think it was maybe a year before Balor went to NXT. But it's something I'd like to see now. I agree. Uh, and Thadske, Demon Prince. Thadske against Dee Briscoe. Those matches sound excellent. Thadske defending against Kirk Matthews for all intents and purposes. Roderick Strong versus Shinsuke Nakamura is like a awesome match. Ring of Honor's done it before, and it, it did not disappoint. I think they've done it twice. I, I like, really think it, that. It did not disappoint. They gave Roddy a lot of guys. In Japan. So it, he wrestled Okada. Yeah, so. he wrestled Okada at their uh, Field of Honor, Field of, Honor of, course, show. of course he lost. He lost, but you know, he wasn't going to beat Okada. He lost, his TV gonna... belt. he lost his TV belt to Ishii. Uh, in Japan, so... You're right. He lost it to Corkin, didn't he? Uh, it was Honor Rising, so it may have been Corkin. Uh, I really don't know, but uh, I don't care. Point. Well, I care, but I just don't know. I mean, what the point what, being? You know, the issue here is that the big issue number one is Luke left, and it put the world heavyweight title in a bit of a tailspin. Right. Yeah. Number two. There's not much you can do with some of these guys that have been the world champion, especially untitled. A lot of Haas fights that have been great Haas fights, but they're Haas fights. Which is why I think Squid's going to be different, because you can do a lot with oh, yeah. David Starr. The turnaround begins with Squid Star. Well, actually, it began with Lesnar getting it, but it truly, it truly takes off with Squid Star. Well, I think Lesnar works better with smaller guys. I think a lot of Hosses work better with smaller guys. It's true. I bet could work a big man to save his life. Oh, well, that's probably why him and Mike Henry sucked. Neither could Cass. That's true. That's but, why him and Daniel Bryan. And I think the biggest thing is, and I think this is a big part of it, when the best rivalry in Amino history, in my opinion, involved the TV title, it elevated it two world championship status, in my opinion. I agree. I think that, well, I think he just, you know, hit it right on the ball, you know, hit a home run there. So. It's like, and, and 
unfortunately, those three things all kind of add up. And TV title was here, and the world, world title was below it, and by a pretty significant margin. I think what BOTB figured out, and this could play into the reason that they made the switch with Finn, is that that television title needs to be put on guys that they can kind of mold. And, you know, it, it needs to be treated as a mid-card belt. Although, like, main event guys have held it. It needs to be treated like a main event. It, it needs to be treated like a mid-card belt. It needs to be given to guys that you can build upon and you can get to the main event. But it's not meant to be the main event belt. It's not meant to be perceived as that main event title anymore. Yeah, maybe you're right. And, again, I do believe that it is the perception of the whole situation will change moving forward. It's just a matter of when people are going to start to think about it, if it hasn't already started. But that's the, that's the mystery. That solves the entire mystery right there. Not a very big subject, but... Not a long conversation on the subject, but it solves the it solves the mystery. You know, in my opinion, the the three reasons I listed off the fact that ultimately a lot of horses that are very limited have held the heavyweight title. They didn't really capitalize on any on they didn't capitalize like they should have on Tyler Law's run. It didn't feel like when he lost it. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, Rabbit. Okay. I didn't know he held it for a year. I did because I thought, he, I thought he had it for like four or five months because he wasn't defending it a lot. I, I did more or less because I have that type of brain that can remember when they want it, what time, you know. Well, I kind of figured he had it for a long time, but again. He wasn't defending it a lot. So I yeah, didn't know. I thought he had won it like a month before Field of War or two months before Field, not Field of War, but Battlefield, and then defended it, defended it against Jordan. But I, I forget that Battlefield was like a long was Battlefield while ago like too. BOTB 21? It was BOTB. Technically, it's BOTB 22, but they just called it Battlefield 1. Okay. They didn't put a number after it other than one. And Tyler Law won at their 19th show. Yeah, so he, he, wanted did... un- he wanted it unbroken. <clears throat> it took a long while for them to get Battlefield out. Which, you know, <laughs> there's no shame in that. Because... No. It was a big show, and it took time. Yeah. And the fact that most leagues, once they do the big show, they kind of fl- they fail. They flop. Because they just they burn they burn themselves out by trying to do that big show. Hopefully that doesn't happen to leagues moving forward. Hopefully team people have built enough teams to make sure that doesn't happen. But it's it's just the fact that that belt's the workhorse belt, the television title. It's had the best matches. It ha- it was involved in the best rivalry. <clears throat> it was involved in the best match ever. Squid held it for seven months, which elevated it. Correct. I'm going to be honest with you, too. Tyler Law did more damage to that belt than he did help it because people were begging for 
right after he won it. There was there was a lot of there was a lot of goodwill behind Tyler Law going into the match. Yeah, because that to show off because we didn't want show off to win. It was and, more of a lose lose scenario. Yeah, we didn't want either of them to be the world champion. But you know, if we that's had to, if we that, had to, that's just being honest. And if I had to pick at the time, it was Tyler Law, and I was like, okay. And then up until about his match with Jordan, it was like, well, he's had a, he's had a nice little run, so Jordan Jordan could take it. The minute he beat Jordan, everything changed. People hated that run. You look at the comment section of Luck of the Draw's final part when they were. A lot of those comments were like, thank God the rain's over. Well, I'll, when you were talking about the comment section, I'll, I want to talk about what Boss commented. And it's become a big thing that I've seen and I've noticed now. Um, there are people, like Boss talked about how he kind of knew the World Heavyweight Championship was going to sting, you know, because that's about he's had for a long time. He said it didn't sting because he liked how how good the match was, and I think that's just really something you have to think that's about. That's how it should and, be. If you, you know, yeah. as long as your run, to me, if you're a champion, as long as your run ends with you know you looking competitive, you you looking good, you you know you you it, it comes off that your character gave it his all, and Tyler Law didn't try, you know for all intents and purposes, didn't try to cheat. He didn't try to, you know, he, he pulled out some tactics, but he, he was, he just went toe to toe with Lesnar head to head. He didn't back down. Correct. And he almost had it at multiple points. He almost had Brock Lesnar beat. And yeah, it's going to sting a little bit. I don't care what you say. It still stings when you lose, a, lose your title. He had it for over a year. I it, think uh, that's a big thing. And I, I cut you off again. Um, but he would, I think with that being, that really, that's really all you can ask for is good and look like, but I think at the same time, when you lose a belt and it's the right time to lose, you kind of know it's time and you kind of have to let, you, and it's not kind of, you have to let go, you know, be like, all right, let's see, let's see what tomorrow a, brings. He had it for a year. His time, he had, his reign had run its course and it's it really was time odd. for his reign to come to a close. Yep. What? But STW chat's active again. Oh, is it? I'm not there. We're of not course you're not that. there. You left, man. Well, we're not going to get that. You left, but we're not going to get into that. Back to the, back to the, back to the subject. Today. Well, um, of course, Tyler Law had it for the year, but I wanted also, I wanted to say a little something about the TV title. That's a big reason why I want to be the television champion. Is I'd like to think I work hard. I mean, I people might not think I work hard, and that's okay. But I do like to think I'm committed to whatever league I go and join, whatever league I stayed in recently. Um, and I want to give it 110% every One time I cut a promo. One of the reasons you had to cut down is because you wanted to put all of your focus into those leagues you decided to stay in. And yeah, you didn't and feel like you were going to be able to do them justice unless, you know, you, you had to cut down on leagues. And you had to make tough decisions. You weren't yeah. necessarily happy with some of the places you decided to leave. And I mean, but, you, weren't, you weren't happy that you had to leave them. Yeah, I, I, I've I've 
I, I like to think I'm a very down to earth person now that with booking, like I can understand a lot of things. I try to look at the bigger picture, but, um, I think it's more or less a face character gets stale pretty easily. It gets stale pretty quick. You always got You always got to change the narrative. With this Kirk Matthews face character, everyone's gonna want to do it. Everyone's gonna want to capitalize on Kirk Matthews lost the biggest match of his career. His finishing move, like the end all be all of his move set, is gone out the window. Um, you know, and really he doesn't know what to do. So that a lot of people are gonna touch on that, and I want to give it a hundred and ten percent to everyone who does that. Of course. NGWI, which Tool said to not bring up, but it's just a quick mention. <laughs> Tool, I didn't say it. It wasn't me. Um, Ring it of Glory. It wasn't me. <laughs> we were um, doing so good. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Anyways, you're welcome. Continue, Rabbit. Continue. But um, Ring of Glory, which you know, I want to. Randy is a very close friend of mine. I like to think that he and I are very good friends. So I want to give 110 percent into his league, of course, your league, BOTB, because Prince and Nick. And I'll say this: every league I've stayed in, every league I left, have been very, very good to me. I really can't complain. You know, I think I get some of the best treatment that maybe I don't deserve. More than the next guy. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just a guy who cuts promos on on that more or less. But Aren't we all though. Yeah, we are. You know, that's what really you gotta yeah you, you gotta stay stay on keep your feet on the ground. Treated much, treated so. well, and there were there were slights that you thought you had in BSTW that caused you to leave BSTW. And, and that, hopefully that's behind us now. Hopefully, you know? yeah. Hopefully everybody can put that behind you. And I I I can already tell that everybody's civil. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know. It happened. I can't it, sit here it, and say it happened. He can't. You I know, I didn't do it, you know. Most, I, I did most, it. The most you could say is that you're sorry. Yeah, you, you know, know I didn't really. Yeah, I mean, I can't defend actions that happened a couple, a few months ago. No, but the, you know, the most you the most you can say is that you know. I'm sorry. It, you know, it's it's just one of those things where both both sides both sides. It was a miscommunication between both sides, and it's over. Heat of the so, moment. Heat of the moment. Heat of the moment um, decision that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, yeah, you know, whatever. It's yeah, just whatever happened. I but, think we finally got down to the case of why the television title, in many people's eyes, means more than the world title. I think we finally hit that. Yeah. I think we hit it right on the head. And that's exactly what I wanted to cover with this episode. But, yeah, uh... Yeah. Before we go, man, uh, All right. we've got this uh, amazing. We've got the amazing ordeal uh, coming up next week. Uh, Pedro's going to be here, and talking about the booking uh, of Luck of the Draw and why I was so disappointed with it in, in certain spots. Others I was very excited with. Uh, you know, in other spots I just was very underwhelmed with. Other spots I was livid with. Um, yep. But mm-hmm. you know. Go, continuing on that route next week, uh, my good friend Pedro will be on here with me. Uh, the Puerto Rican cessation, and he will be discussing as long as his uh, Wi-Fi doesn't act up. Uh, the uh, well, the so art funny. of booking. Um, 
I'm going to go in depth on just some of the tricks that I use to try and, you know, and may, maybe it'll help enlighten some people on different tricks that they can use to help book shows. Yeah. And I think Pedro's involved with Starbound. He, he's, he knows how to book his way around some pretty good ideas. So, you know, get him in here and we're, we're just going to kind of discuss and uh, we might even book some fantasy storylines of our own to kind of show how the process works out too. Um, because there are some people, I know that there are some people on Amino that don't necessarily know what goes on behind the scenes and don't know what goes on within the booking process and how we come to those uh, decisions. So I'm going to go ahead and use that and use it as a platform to kind of put some of our techniques out there and show people how to do it. Um, But also, as I like to keep myself two episodes ahead, uh, I've already made it official. Uh, I'm not quite sure when it's going to happen in two weeks, but I do know that in two weeks, Uh, We will have DJ back on the podcast, and we will be going in-depth. The first first man we're going to do this with uh, in a series that I'm I'm seriously just going to call the Amino Definitive Collections, as those were the blogs that I, if you listen to last night's episodes, those were the blogs that I wanted to do. But we are going to go in-depth on the career of DJ on Wrestling Amino, from his humble beginnings to where he is now, and everywhere in between, we're going to go in-depth with him, and we're going to do a career retrospective on DJ. And then, of course, September 22nd, continue to mark your calendars. That will be the episode where Prince O'Shaughnessy is on the podcast. We've already marked it up, and we will have Pegge and Rabid here again as well, as we will be going in-depth on the final chapter and Prince will defend his booking decisions. He will. He, he wanted to be on the podcast specifically, you know, to come in and talk about uh, that, uh, the final chapter, defend that decision, uh, defend the clarity decision. And now he's got some decisions that, you know, that I wasn't okay with for luck of the draw that he'll probably want to go over as well. Anyways, Rabbit, with that being said, I want to thank you for being on the podcast tonight. Uh, thank Pleasure's you for being. Uh, thank you for being the guest. You know, I kind of caught yeah. myself in a bind uh, with Thad not being able to do it, but we do have Thad marked off for a later date as well. Uh, it's yeah. just a matter of being able to figure out when we can do that. But again, thank you for being on. It's a pleasure thank you for always to me. speak with you, man. Uh, all right, thank you. My, ple- my pleasure's all mine, man. Uh, <laughs> but again, until next uh, next Tuesday night, I suppose uh, with Pedro. I will see you guys later.